Ready for another new foldable phone? You may want to consider this one from a giant in the tech world. Stay tuned Into Tomorrow next. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G7 Studios, the continuous glucose monitor for all types of diabetes, we invite you to visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Both Chris and I Highly recommend them, do we not? We do. We do, in fact. Welcome into tomorrow, our 28th year covering the latest in consumer tech. This broadcast for the weekend of April 21, 2023. Well, because as a talk show host, you know, I like butchering our language once in a while. Oh. Okay, fine. For those who might be concerned, the weekend of April 21st. There you go. All right. Tim says that I always sound... Did he use the term groggy or, or gravelly, like graveline-y? Or, I don't know. In the first few minutes of every show, he's noticed. And then it, my voice gets better. One would think that when I'm talking too much during the show, my voice would get worse. You would think. Yeah, I beg your pardon? It gets worse for the rest of us, at least. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, that's really nice. We got you some tech news and commentary and uh, some interesting calls coming up as well. Lots of great prizes when we hear you on the air. And that's all you got to do is participate on the program and you win fabulous stuff. You want to stay tuned because Chris will tell you what we've got for you this week when you participate. So easy to participate, too. Three main ways that are at your leisure anytime, 24-7. Yeah, one of which is uh, calling the 800 number if you like to be old-fashioned and use a phone as a phone. Well, you don't have to be old-fashioned, but some people do that. Yeah. Use the phone as a phone. I don't ever, if I can yeah. avoid it. That's uh, 800-899-4686, 800-899-INTO. Oh, so the 4686 spells I-N-T-O. Yes. That's what we did 28 years ago. Yeah. We've been paying for that number a long time. We have been. Boy, are we paying. But that's okay because it's for our audience. Right. Uh, you could also use the Free Into Tomorrow app as a message to studio button. Similarly, I, huh? I what And I, I prefer that? that folks do that whenever possible because... It sounds like they're sitting on your lap. Y your lap. Oh. Right here in the studio, you sound like you are. Unless you got a lot okay, of... Okay, Captain Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sounds like, unless you have a lot of background noise when you're recording your question or comment or help for another listener or what have you. It really does sound like you're right here with us in the quiet, soundproof studio. Similarly, you can stop by intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. Make sure you pronounce the K. Yeah. Ask Dave microphone. It's a little red microphone button on the right or the lower right, depending on what device you're on. And because you can use any device with a browser and a microphone. Yeah. And if you are using the Ask Dave button, we ask you... Just one favor when you get ready to hit send. Oh, a couple of things. You know, we need your name and uh, where you're participating from. There you go. It's very easy. That way we can say, hey, John from Oshkosh or something. Yeah, that way we don't have to call you some dude from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's much more effective that way. So do participate. Win stuff because that's really what the show is all about. You, as far as I'm concerned, make the show. And when I say you, I'm not pointing to Chris. I mean you, our listeners. And always remember Cam's favorite saying, Call in, win stuff. Thank you. There you go. Mm -hmm. So cute. That I mean, my gosh, if that doesn't make you call in alone, then pff, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Netflix announced this week that it will begin rolling out paid sharing in the U.S. and other countries in the second quarter of this year. Paid sharing. Yeah. In yeah. January, Netflix confirmed that it will be cracking down more broadly on account sharing after conducting trials in Latin America. The crackdown began in early February with Netflix rolling out paid sharing plans in Canada, New Zealand, Spain, and Portugal. As part of those plans, the primary Netflix user has had the option to add two more people outside of their homes to the plan for an additional $8 per month per person in Canada and New Zealand, Yikes. four euros in Portugal, and six euros in Spain. How many euros in the U.S.? 
Uh, well, they, they haven't revealed <laughs> pricing yet for the U.S. or other countries, um, but said that pricing will be higher in more affluent countries. I, in spite of the current administration, I think we're still considered an affluent yeah, country. So you know, you know, who knows? It might be like another sixteen dollars or something. Oh <laughs> gosh! Well, and you know that explains why Netflix grew by only one point seven six million subscribers in the first quarter. And then, then they announced they'll begin limiting password sharing and, of course, charging you for it. Subscriber gains for Netflix were down when compared with a 7.66 million increase in the fourth quarter when the streamer launched its ad-supported tier. So clearly there are folks that would rather not uh, see ads but would rather not pay more. So as a result, they're saying, you know what, we'll take the ads. Yeah, and and save some money, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, you know, and I can't fault them as a business for charging more for sharing, but you know, I will say, hey, it was you know good while it lasted, at least. Yeah, <laughs> while it lasted, because you've been sharing I've for been, years. I, yeah, and, and but been splitting the cost. That's <laughs> true. So, and and a lot of folks do that, and you got to figure how bad is that. In fact, I you know I got the the Venmo from uh, from the girlfriend the other day, eight dollars and fifty cents, charging paying for her half of the Netflix. Most illogical. Now well, not the, really, I guess, if it's the Venmo from the girlfriend. Yeah, but now that 850 Venmo is going to have to go up if they're going to charge you know, an extra few dollars. I know. That's so bizarre. And why can't I find the Tadum when I need it? You know? I don't know. It's, it should be obvious on my computer, but I can't find the Tadum. We need to upgrade your sound machine. I know. Instead, I'll have to use... No! Yeah. I guess that works, too, if, mm. if, if it had to be done. Uh, Google will apparently launch its first foldable smartphone sometime in June of this year, challenging Samsung's market-leading foldable phone business. So now I'm going to wait. I was going to buy the, the latest Samsung Fold 4 and had been looking at it, even in a couple of T-Mobile stores. And then I thought, eh, it's really not worth the $1,799. Thank you very much. But sometime in June, they're going to compete with Samsung with a foldable. That, according to internal communications, viewed by CNBC. Not to give them any credit, but somehow they got to view it, I guess. It plans to announce the device at its annual developer conference called Google I.O. that takes place on May 10th. The Pixel Fold. Clever. <laughs> Known internally by the code name Felix. Okay. Also Clever not, will have what they say is the most durable hinge on a foldable phone, according to those alleged said documents. It will cost upwards of $1,700 and compete with Samsung's $1,799 Fold 4. So if you want to save 100 bucks, maybe hold out like I'm holding out just to see if the Pixel Fold will be worth it or not. Do I really even want a foldable phone? I don't know. You know in, in the words of the late, great Chris Farley in some movie, uh, whoop-de-freaking-do. <laughs> in some movie? Yeah. He was a big fan of yours, and I even got you to meet him backstage from back when Saturday Night Live used to be funny. And I took you there, and you got to meet him. You got your picture with him and everything. I got a picture with him here in the hallway, etc. Mm -hmm. And you don't even know what movie. No, because I've seen either. them all so many times that they all kind of run together for me. Whoop to freaking do. I didn't do it quite right. No, not at all. Now, if you ever wanted to listen to Hulk yelling into your earphones while you run, you've got your chance. Oh, great. Marvel just announced its new mobile fitness app, Marvel Move, featuring immersive audio-based running routines with popular Marvel Comics characters. Marvel Move is part of a collaboration with Six to Start, co-creator of popular fitness app Zombies Run, where users are the main character of an uh, apocalyptic drama running away from mobs of zombies. Marvel's fitness app works in a similar way, and there will be five ongoing storylines for users to choose from, featuring Thor and Loki, X-Men, The Hulk, Daredevil, and one involving Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. Whoa, a little something for everybody. Yeah. I remember when a, a guy named Rob, who used to work with our show for many years, when he first came on the show, he was calling it Marvel, and we had a heck of a time convincing him that it's not Marvel, it's Marvel. Oh, okay. And then the next time he'd have reason to say it, either on the air or around the studios, it would be Marvel again. I don't know why he had that mental block, but it was always Marvel. 
I think, I think we finally beat it into him properly. Well, maybe it is Marvel, and we've just all been saying it wrong all this time. Maybe it is Marvel in Nicaragua, where he was from. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the, the the hotel chain, which has been going you know viral now because apparently on TikTok they've announced you know the I think they did this even last year you know the proper way to to say their name and you know for years we've all been saying Marriott. Well, it's not. It's Marriott. Rhymes with chariot. Rhymes with. It wants to get married. But, Marriott? But yeah, but like, you know, because they keep it's talking not, about their new Marriott Bonvoy service. It's, it's I Marriott. Th- I think if you call any Marriott hotel, they're going to answer Marriott. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's Marriott. Marriott? Marriott. I have not seen that viral thing. I think it's just it's, somebody making it up. Well, in the other TikTok I saw, and there was the official TikTok from a company with another brand that we've been mispronouncing all these years, you know, Ryobi. It's not. Ryobi. That's a Y. Yeah, it's not well, an E. But it's Ryobi. It's Ryobi. Yeah, well, that's not what they say. We got to get in touch with these companies <laughs> and tell them what the heck their company name is. Exactly. Good heavens. I mean, we we remember we learned our first time 21 years ago in, in Berlin that it's not Adidas. It's Adidas. Uh-huh. The two brothers, Adi and Das. Well, just like our first year we did the show from uh, Tokyo. It's not Toshiba. It's Toshiba. T- Toshiba. That's true. Wow. We should dedicate an entire show to what is it really called? We probably could, and we would lose our entire audience. Yeah, that would. But hey, that's stuff I care about. (laughs) Well, there you go. Do you care that Chris cares about it? And would you still listen? Let us know by hitting the Ask Dave button or using the app. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost wows of Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're headed. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. Into Tomorrow continues. BMW is introducing an intelligent personal assistant named Spike in its newest mini models. With the feature to be unveiled this month in Shanghai, the Bulldog character will be accessed through the dashboard display and act as an active protagonist in the cockpit. Okay. According to BMW. (laughs) Just what I've always wanted. An exciting active protagonist in my cockpit well then i don't know what that's gonna do but you soon will be able to go i guess hey spike or something or maybe spike just talks to you without your intervention i don't know i want i want you know microsoft to get involved with the in-car assistance to bring clippy back i would love to have clippy in my car (laughs) but you want you want clippy to be going Tap, yeah, tap, tap, my, tap my little, on uh, your dash. Entertainment screen, yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I miss Clippy. Do you? Yeah. Anybody else miss Clippy? Let us know. And Curious. then the, they had a little like Einstein character for a while, too. Yes. That was, that was and and a dog, as I recall. Yeah. They had a dog. They had a few other characters that I don't recall. We need to start an online petition. Bring back Clippy. And people younger <laughs> than 30 or 40 will go, what the heck is Clippy? Yeah, pretty much. Google it. You haven't lived if you don't know Clippy. Yeah, true. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry Podcasting makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow your show. Ooh, we should also podcast. Uh, we, we do. Oh. With Blueberry. We do, actually. Yes. And you can uh, find out all the info at uh, blubrry.com. So Blueberry without the E's, because yeah. they were too expensive, they said. Right. When Okay. When we had their CEO on, when we first started with them. So why did you eliminate ease? Well, they were too costly. Yeah. So blueberry is how I like to refer to them. Whether you're cooking with grandma's cast iron skillet or your nonstick Teflon pan, 
you're going to want to tune into this with this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip brought to you by Human Touch. Here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. While we try to eat a healthy diet, our cookware can be releasing toxins into our food. Teflon pans get their nonstick properties from polytetrafluoroethylene, or PTFE, which will release toxic fumes when heated too high. If your cookware is scratching or peeling, the toxins in the coating can contaminate your meals. Your best options are using cast iron, ceramic, glass cookware, or stainless steel. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Why, thank you, Victoria. My gosh, always interesting stuff. I mean, I had heard here and there that it's not good to cook with some of these Teflon-coated things or any coatings. I only use stainless steel on my stovetop. Well, aren't you special? I am. Wow. The Into Tomorrow (laughs) Wellness Tip, as every week, is brought to you by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Oh, we can tell you firsthand. Be sure to visit humantouch.com to find out. Now, when you participate on the program, we're going to get to a couple more calls here in a minute. You win automatically some fabulous prizes. So when you do join us by any of the three major means of participating, let us know about what you'd like. Mention one or two of the items that Chris is about to tell you about. We'll do our best. No promises, no guarantees. The attorneys make us say that. But we'll do our best to try to get one of those to you. For example, I think one of our coolest and most uh, sought-after prices at this very moment is from Tribit. These are the Stormbox Blast portable Bluetooth speakers. Oh, yes. They've got 30 hours of playtime, so you can party day and night. And they're worth like 200 bucks each. Yeah. Very cool. they got neat LEDs on either side of this speaker. Easy to carry, a little handle and so forth. Very cool thing, and, and we like to say Tribit. Like a frog, it's easy yeah. to remember that way. But Stormbox Blast portable Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, think you know, think of like a Bluetooth boombox. There you go. You know, if you're old like me, you remember boomboxes. Well, this is like the new high tech version. If, if you're old like Chris, <laughs> imagine me then. If we're talking about that, what else we got? Yeah. We've got from Brondell, they've got another uh, Swash Thin Line Luxury Bidet Seat, valued at $700. Man, and once you go bidet, you don't go back. Yeah. Uh, we've got another Tactile Pro keyboard for Mac from Matthias. And spy briefing gear. We've got a couple, just a couple left of their tactical spy pens. These make a remarkable self-defense tool, and it's a working pen. Yeah, believe it or not, there you go. Sally in Cary, North Carolina. Welcome into tomorrow. I had a printer that used to have an OCR program with it, and my current printer doesn't, and I haven't access that feature for quite a while then i discovered online there's an online ocr program for free it's called onlineocr.net and it can convert either an image or a pdf file to word or excel so you can just scan a picture of some text you might choose something from a magazine an article you wanted to save and it does a nice job of converting that into text. So I thought listeners might like to know about it. Well, thank you, Sally. See, that's a great example of our awesome listeners helping other of our awesome listeners. And of course, she didn't have an opportunity to say what OCR stands for. So I'm going to point the finger to you and tell us. Optical character recognition. Yeah. Do you have to use a British accent to say it? You sound smarter when you say it in British. (laughs) Okay. Well, but Sally brings up a good point. And a lot of people don't know that they probably have some great OCR built into a scanner that might be sitting right there behind them. Smartphones have it nowadays. Exactly. You can take a picture on on an iPhone. I'm sure you can on Android phones as well. Of course. And long before you could on on an iPhone. And select, copy, you know, text in that photo. Yep. And then it becomes editable. Not editable, editable, so that you can change things around, copy, paste, do all kind of neat stuff. So OCR has been around for a long time, but as she recommended, and it's free, onlineocr.net might help you out a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So take advantage of those kind of things. Amazon plans to make its Fire TV a smart home hub according to executive Daniel Rausch, and they plan to add tools like calendar reminders, great, recipe suggestions, and even content recommendations. They claim positive feedback for the Luna gaming service is coming as well. 
They're also integrating, uh, if you have DirecTV service, there's a, a live video tab on your Fire TV sticks. Oh, They're yeah? integrating DirecTV with the Fire Stick. So if you go to the live tab, you can then access all your DirecTV channels as well. Yeah, but nobody uses thing. DirecTV anymore. That's probably why they're having to do it. <laughs> yeah, AT&T ruined that for everybody. Yeah. What do you think? 800-899-INTO or prefer that you download our free Into Tomorrow app and hit the message to studio button. Or you can mash that button that says Ask Dave, little microphone, red thing, on the right side of your browser at intotomorrow.com. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. Sending voice messages instead of typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five or ten minute monologues from your friends is time consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify now from the App Store. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. During our 27th year covering the latest in consumer tech, and of course that includes everything from products and services and apps and websites and just all sorts of services, what have you, available today and into tomorrow. So we appreciate when you not only tune in, but even more so when you call in and participate on the program because you make the show. So many ways to participate. Very easy is 1-800-899-INTO anytime, 24-7. Or use the free Into Tomorrow app available in your favorite app store and join us that way. There's a little message to studio button. Or a lot of folks these days are clicking on the Ask Dave microphone that's available at intotomorrow.com. You can do that on any device with a browser and a mic. Just join us on the program. Every year in the U.S., more than 10 million animals are used for classroom dissection. Well, luckily, modern, high-tech, and animal-free dissection methods, methods abound these days, and they more than fulfill curricular requirements, we're told. We have the Manager of Science Education for the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, Samantha Crow. Samantha, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I can remember, as I'm sure most of our audience uh, can remember, at least in my case, in I think middle school science class, we had uh, that one day that some people dreaded, others were looking forward to in terms of learning more about biology and whatnot, where we would have sometimes a frog or a baby shark or something of that nature, and it was dissection day, and the teacher would bring us the animal and then work with us about how to dissect, how to learn the, uh, the, the organs that we'll find and things of that nature. And no doubt that was perhaps not the best way to do it, and especially these days where tech can make a difference. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And everyone has, or most folks have, a similar story. You know, and, and animal dissection has been ongoing for a century, at least. You know, animal dissection is outdated, it's cruel, and it's ineffective, and it also deters students from pursuing careers in science. You know, it exposes them to carcinogens, and it's simply an inferior way to teach. But, as you mentioned, there are some really fabulous 
you know, new technologies that are now available that weren't available when I personally was in school. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, just so exciting to, to, to learn and to share this with folks. Well, and, and to be fair, uh, you know, I hear my audience in my head all the time, so I figure I have to come up with some things or say some things that are obvious, I think. If it was such an inferior way to teach, how did it work for a century? <laughs> well, I, I would argue that it probably didn't work, you know, based on your story and the stories that I've, you know, heard over the years from, you know, many, many adults and also, you know, stories that I'm hearing now from, from students, you know, currently facing animal dissections in the classroom. You know, I, I, don't, I don't believe it ever worked, but I think that, you know, it was the default method. You know, perhaps it began as a curiosity, you know, driven type of, you know, exercise. Hmm. But, but now it's completely, you know, uh, n- not that it was ever okay, right? But, you know, now it's, it's unnecessary. There are so many great technologies, so many other ways to learn, you know, and, and we know a lot more about animals now than we ever did before. Oh, very true. And and when we talk about at your website, uh, make dissection digital, uh, we certainly are living and more and more so in the metaverse, as we talk a lot about on the show, where things are not reality, but in fact, virtual reality. And is it the same learning experience, though, in, in your studies and so forth, that if they can virtually dissect a frog or a baby shark or whatever it is that they might have otherwise done as, a, as an actual animal, that they get the same lessons? Absolutely. You know, and, and that is what the peer-reviewed literature indicates. So we just published a systematic review paper showing that in 95% of studies, students at all educational levels scored as well as or better in most cases when they use non-animal methods instead of dissecting animals. You know, medical schools no longer dissect animals. So clearly middle and high school students don't need to either. Well, but then again, medical schools still use human cadavers to learn. They do. And the biggest difference there is that the humans willingly donated their body to science. Okay, well, good point. Now, there's a good point, Samantha, (laughs) because I never knew of a frog that could sign a form that says, yeah, sure, go ahead. (laughs) Knock yourself out and and, uh, find my organs and so forth. All right, so I got that one. Where do these animals even come from uh, that folks have? And I'm guessing it still happens, right? Even, Even though some have gone digital, some are still using actual animals for dissection in science class or biology class or something. Where do they come from? Yeah, so every year, more than 10 million animals are used for classroom dissection in the U.S. Um, You know, animals are stolen from their homes in the wild. They are bred by the millions. They also, you know, some animals and various organs come from slaughterhouses. So, you know, it's the dissection supply industry is, is, you know, an industry. And they, they really don't have any concerns about how the animals were treated you know, while they were still living, right? They're not in the business of helping animals. They're simply in the business of selling, you know, as many dead animals as possible, um, you know, for profit. Good point. And that's true. That is their business model. And and I guess uh, putting them out of business ultimately is PETA's goal. Uh, Well, well, we would love for them to fully embrace, you know, some of the technology and, you know, perhaps sell sell like a merge cube or, you know, e-mind software, uh, you know, instead of selling dead animals, you know, they're, they're, every business evolves, right? You know, 30 years ago, we didn't know as much about cybersecurity, for example, that we know now, True. you know, 30 years ago, you know, we didn't know, um, you know, we didn't have all, you know, all the streaming platforms and, you know, all the things that we have now. So technology evolves, education evolves, companies evolve. So, you know, dissection needs to evolve and the tomorrow is today meaning that you know currently today there are schools using digital dissection technology there are schools currently using uh sin frogs which are synthetic dissectable frogs and you know there are many schools that are not dissecting animals anymore mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering, Samantha, can you t- can you kind of walk us through a little bit about what the digital dissection is about? Have you experienced such a thing? And can you tell us uh, on the radio what kinds of differences it is? Obviously, not dissecting an actual animal, but is it is it more of are you having to wear a virtual reality headset? Are you you know <laughs> what what does it mean to dissect digitally? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so. 
essentially digital dissection software programs sort you know they sort of are a survey of the animal kingdom so mm -hmm. the one that i'm thinking of in particular is called eMind the website is eMindweb.com and there are you know uh modules for invertebrates there there's a module uh, on cat and fetal pig and frog along with some simulated experiments so essentially these this you know this one particular particular software program allows students to you know, completely dissect an animal, uh, identify all of the anatomical landmarks, both exterior and interior. And it also allows for simulated experiments, like say, you know, a, a frog heart rate lab, or, you know, a genetics laboratory. Uh -huh. And all of these simulated experiments are all included in this software. So there, there are options, no doubt. And with technology, it has been able to make a difference. And I like how you indicate many schools have gone that direction. Uh, and hopefully for a lot of reasons, you know, not only just uh, PETA's concern, but in general. I mean, they don't have to worry about health issues or, you know, buying animals or where do we keep them and, and so forth. And how do we deal with all this? If it can be done with tech, absolutely, it sounds like a better idea. Absolutely. You know, and, and during when the pandemic first started, you know, and, and teachers had to very quickly shift their focus to remote learning. Um, we, we promoted, you know, digital dissection software, and it was picked up like wildfire, hmm. you know, because it's just it's it's so amazing and versatile and also you know if students need to repeat the material a software program allows them to repeat the material until they are proficient whereas with say you know a formaldehyde soaked frog on your lab bench right students only really have one opportunity to make the right cut yeah and true. you know the organs are monochromatic there you know there's no animation on actual physiology so you know you're just looking at a gray you know, and I mean, very often they are gray, you know, just simply, uh, you know, a little piece of gray tissue and trying to somehow, in, in, you know, in the student's mind, have them imagine that this is a beating heart. I mean, that's, you know, that that's not the way to teach. That is that is absolutely inferior and ineffective. Got you. So whether you're a parent, a teacher, or a student, look to digital dissection. Look into it at the very least, if it's not something that your schools or your district is doing currently, and find out what you can learn. And I'll bet you we can learn more at PETA.org slash dissection. Absolutely, yeah. And everyone can pitch in. So students, you know, faced with an animal dissection can ask for a non-animal lesson. Parents can ask their child's administrator to embrace humane science and end any lessons that involve animals. And community members can simply contact their local school district to find out what are their policies on using animals in the classroom. Well, terrific. Manager of Science Education for PETA, Samantha Crow. thanks for spending a few minutes with us and bringing us a little further into tomorrow with digital dissection. We appreciate the info. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Terrific. Again, visit PETA.org slash dissection. For more information, I'm scrolling through their site as it is, and a lot of the cool stuff that Samantha talked about is all there and how you can make a difference in your school or your school district. So do check it out. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. 
And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch, your best every day. You're tuned into tomorrow for the weekend of April 21st, 2023. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Sonic the Hedgehog maker Sega has boosted its eagle eye for mobile gaming with the acquisition of Angry Birds Rovio for $776 million. Among the rapidly growing global gaming market, the mobile gaming market has especially high potential, and it has been Sega's long-term goal to accelerate its, its expansion in this field, said Sega's Sammy's Group CEO Haruki Satomi. Sega! 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 Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you did it better. That time. Because that was from my generation. Ah. You were already too old for that. I get What? <laughs> Apparently, I'm too old for everything. Yeah. I think I should retire. You should. Totally. No. Yeah. Why not? Because I need some kind of paycheck. Yeah. Oh, you th- oh, so if I retire, you get nothing. Your name's in the logo. You can't retire. <laughs> That's why when I get a sore throat, our whole staff gets really nervous. And it's like, why are you getting it too? No, but we're all out of work. Yeah. I went, well, oh, sorry. You know, we need to get, uh, you know, AI in here to be able to just, you know, do the show without you. Who's AI? Have I, did I hire him? See, it it should always be capital A, lowercase I. I. I'm on a campaign to change this because it's always A-I, capital A, and I. But it looks like, depending on what font you, you use and like, it looks like Al all the time. And I'm always thinking, who's Al? Oh, they mean A-I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate that. So every time I type it out, it's capital A, lowercase I. You realize you've turned into the get-off-my-lawn guy. <laughs> Get off my capital letters. Yeah. That should work. There's a, did you tell us uh, who we're brought to you by in this segment? Um, I don't know. Did I? I? I'm not sure. So you know what? They're such a good company, you can do it again. Okay. This portion of tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Powerful, simple diabetes management. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M. Well, now you did. I did. In case we did. See, now we have people rewinding the show and saying, oh, he didn't. Because you did a tech news item, I think. I did. So, see, I get confused easily now. I'm old. Yeah. I should retire. No. Oh, jeez. A new form of lighting is used for the first time. The framework is set for a future tech giant. And the first unsolicited email, ooh, spam, is sent. It all happened this week in tech history. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with this week in tech history. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Chris's history. Oh, no, no, no. Chris's, like possessive, history. Okay. Apostrophe S. Uh, Right. Not Chris I-S. No. Chris apostrophe. Oh. Because your name ends in an S, so you don't have to put another S. Oh, but I'm only one Chris. It's not like. You know, no, but Chris. it's possessive. It's Chris's history. I see. Oh, God. It's all, it's all of our Oh, history. we're all out of time. Thanks just, for that. It's not just my history. It's all of our history. Oh, my goodness. Help. This week in 1879, electric arc lights were used for the first time in Cleveland, Ohio. These lights were actually very dangerous as they produced harmful UV rays, carbon monoxide, and were a major fire hazard. Affirmative. Many of the theaters that used them burned down as a result of excessive heat or sparks from the lights. Now, that had to ruin their play or yeah. something. Also, Jeez. the exposed lamp could easily burn or electrocute technicians. They were eventually replaced by mercury vapor, sodium, and fluorescent lights. In 1961, this week, Robert Noyce received a patent for an integrated circuit or microchip Nerd alert! that he developed alongside Jack Kilby. Seven years later, Noyce would team up with Gordon Moore to form a company called NM Electronics, ultimately becoming Intel. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. In 1964, TV sets would be drastically different after a ruling by the FCC stated that all TV receivers must be equipped to receive both very high-frequency channels, VHF, uh, channels 2 through 13, and the new UHF, or ultra-high-frequency channels, 14 through 83. Great. 
Gooly moly. As a result, TV dealers scrambled to unload their VHF-only models as fast as possible. Antenna manufacturers were kept pretty busy, too, as the new UHF receivers also required new antennas. Parental guidance is suggested. This week in 1978, the very first unsolicited bulk commercial email was sent by a digital equipment corporation marketing executive to every ARPANET address on the west coast of the U.S. to promote their mainframe computer system. The reaction to the message was not surprisingly negative. Unsolicited email was first referred to as spam in 1993, and today over 14.5 billion spam messages are sent out every day. 14.5 billion? Yeah. I think I get about 5 billion of those right then. Yeah. But you did, did you know... They have the internet on computers now. Ooh. <laughs> and this week in 1981, Xerox introduced the Star Workstation, officially named the Xerox 8010 Information System. It was the first commercial system to integrate several technologies that eventually became standard on personal computers. These technologies included a two-button mouse, Ethernet networking, file and print servers, and email. These workstations were just one part of the larger Xerox information system with a starting price at over $16,000, equivalent to over $45,000 today. Woof. That's our look back at this week in tech history. History, history, history. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. And you thought Xerox was only good for copying your buttocks. <laughs> yeah, I did. What could I say? Ray in Niagara Falls, New York, as opposed to Niagara Falls, Canada. Oh, yes. You see, that's why I guess we identified it as New York. Welcome into tomorrow, Ray. I'm trying to figure out a way I can hook up an external speaker to my TV for late night listening so I don't can't crank up the volume to disturb anyone else. Uh-huh. Looking for an external speaker, hopefully wireless, that I can put closer to where I'm sitting, where I can hear the TV without cranking up the volume. Just can't come up with nothing. Hopefully you guys can figure it out for me. Well, we'll come up with something, whether it'll work or not, I don't know. But Ray, your options will really depend on your TV. So it's really hard to give you a definite solution. For example, if your TV has built-in Bluetooth, newer ones often do, then your best bet is probably just a regular Bluetooth speaker. Or better yet, maybe Bluetooth earbuds or headphones to keep the sound truly isolated to just your own ears. Now, if your TV doesn't have built-in Bluetooth, you can look at wireless audio systems that plug into an aux port and beam the signal to a receiver using other radio waves. A company called Sirionic sells a set that may market specifically to people that want to watch TV without disturbing others. But there are many, and they're all more or less the same. I've used the Bluetooth on my Fire Stick at home Ah. to connect to my earbuds when I've wanted to go step into the backyard and smoke a cigar while watching the TV through the glass doors into the living room. So you're actually watching the TV and listening on your earbuds. Right. While wow. smoking a cigar, because obviously I'm not going to smoke a cigar in the house. Obviously not. <laughs> Good heavens. Yeah. It's been and, forever since I've had a yeah. nice cigar. And you don't pay me enough to buy a second TV to go outside. I so. beg your pardon. <laughs> but I but I need somebody to send yeah. us some real Cubans. Yeah. yeah. Cigars. Yeah. yeah. You have enough for the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, oh, now, oh, <laughs> coming to you from Miami. Yeah. Now, Ray, a good thing to keep in mind is that your TV may not be the only device involved here. Uh, if you use a streaming box like a Roku or an Apple TV, they may also uh, be able to beat their own sound to your or beam. Sorry, yeah, yeah, their own I was going to say, why would you want them to beat you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. They could beam their own sound to your speakers via Bluetooth. The same is true for other devices as well. So if your television is not the only device involved in your TV watching, like my Fire Stick, there's probably other options for you. Now, the other option you'll likely have is wired audio. In that case, you'd just be looking at running a cord to your speaker. That's, you know, way enough, but you're obviously not as convenient as the wireless options if those are available to you. And you might trip over the cord. Yeah, I mean, Many, many me. years ago, I did that. I had to run an actual wired cord across the foot of the bed from where the TV was, and it worked very well with a separate little speaker with a volume control, but until I put a little area rug over it, <laughs> I was tripping on the darn thing. What you were saying? I was going to mention that. Well, why didn't you? Because you did. Well, why didn't you just get in there with it right away? Because I didn't want to steal your thunder. Oh, great. Boom, thunder. Ray, I hope that helps you out. Let us know what you end up doing, because it'll certainly help other listeners. All the way, you guessed it, into tomorrow. Do you own a business? 
What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511 or visit onholdaudio.net. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. We thank you so much for tuning in to tomorrow. Thank you even more when we hear you on the show for participating. You win prizes. It really is easy. Amazon Prime Video held a leading 21% share of U.S. premium streaming subscribers ahead of Netflix at 20%. That according to the streaming guide app Just Watch. Citing first quarter data from its users, Disney Plus placed third with 15%, followed closely by HBO Max. Of course, now going to be called just... Max. Oh. <laughs> they, they don't, they're not proud of the HBO part anymore, I guess. Yeah. Well, because they're combining a bunch of yeah. stuff. But I like my Prime Video. They seem to have good content, uh, although Netflix has been doing pretty good with uh, some of the stuff we've been watching lately. Yes. Um, you know, and now that I've said that, you know, I'm I, trying to remember now some of the things that, <laughs> that just have slipped my mind. Me too. <laughs> but that's true. We, we can't give up Netflix for several reasons, but we've also been watching some interesting things on Paramount+. Plus. And, of course, by the time this airs, we will have seen the very last ever episode of Picard. Moment of silence. Make make it so. Well, don't take too long a moment of silence because that's dead air. Ready? That's enough. Engage. Yes, but I'm trying to think of the one that you got. Oh, uh, Night Agent, the the, the show that you got me into. Very cool. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there and hopefully more to come, but... Don't forget to go to the movies once in a while. I still have my birthday certificate, free movie ticket from CMX, I think it is, that it's about to expire and I haven't used because I, I because, never would go alone to a movie. Because movies are way too expensive these days. Yeah, I know, but nobody wants to buy a ticket so that I can use my free one. Because with a lot of these movies, you can rent them for the same price as going to the movies. You know, While they're in the theater, you rent them for like 20 bucks at home. You get your friends together, you get three more friends, you know, you throw in five bucks each there. You've now seen the, whole, the same movie for $5 and you can pause it to go pee. You know, theater managers hate you now. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> it's 2023. Yeah, exactly. You know, people can do other things. But a lot of times, still, good stuff doesn't come out the same time it's in the theater. So if you want to be the first on your block, you got to go to the theater. But so far, Not all have, things. So far, there hasn't been anything released strictly in the theater that I wanted to see so bad that I couldn't wait a few months. Ah, gotcha. And I have other things that I, you know, came out at the same time on streaming that I've added to my watch list. And I'm just waiting for the price to come down because uh-huh. I figure, yeah, I want to see it, but it's not worth twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. So you have to make those kind of decisions. Yeah. So. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting, with a new intuitive dashboard and stats system that now give podcasters unparalleled insights into their podcast growth. Start your free trial now at b l u b r r y. That sounds like a plan. Neil in Virginia Beach. (laughs) I have to laugh because here I am introducing a a listener. And Chris is leaning back in his chair and was literally literally half a second away from losing it altogether and going flying backwards. could have been disaster because I thought thought the recline lock was in and it wasn't and I was going all the way back. So now you're going to have to find that security video from when our studios used to be on Main Street in Miami Lakes where one of our security cameras in the the old control room got you actually. You were stretching. I was the only one in the office early in the morning and I was stretching and I stretched a little too far and went flying all the way back. Yeah. Didn't I take that out? of your paycheck to replace the chair i think knowing you you probably did no i didn't (laughs) Uh, but now you got to locate that i'm sure you have it somewhere because you locate things like that all the time to share with people like look how dumb i am Uh, and now 
H and his team will have to post it. Great. Because (laughs) it was exactly that. (laughs) Only he didn't make it to the floor, you would have heard the loud crash. But I couldn't help but but see you as I am introducing this listener going back and and waving his arms like, no, stop. And that was my own fault because, again, I was the only one in the studio. But I'm the one that when people started coming, you got to see this on the security camera. (laughs) Yeah. If I didn't say anything, nobody would have known. Nobody would have known. They'll never know. Yeah. (laughs) They will now. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of April 21st. Now, assuming our team has been able to find that video, but you know. what do you mean, our team? You have it somewhere. Come on. I don't know. I got. I'll, I'll try. You are a good researcher. That's why you're the tech history guy. Yeah, but I usually save embarrassing stuff on other people, not on myself. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find you. It. You want some funny bloopers from you from 15 years ago? I got those. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Now, Neil in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Welcome into tomorrow. What is a good input to log a soundbar into the ERC? Audio return input or just a regular what? HDMI input? Just curious oh. what the differences are between those two things and if one's better over the other. Well, I think um, Neil is a golf broadcaster. Or he's into ASMR. One of those ways. I don't know if I can do the entire response in this manner. No, we don't have time for that. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Neil, you probably won't notice the difference, but EARC should be the better option. Traditionally, HDMI audio went through an ARC channel, ARC being just audio return channel. Right? That's what ARC, or ARC rather, stands for. EARC stands for Enhanced Audio Return Channel. And it's the next generation replacement, you guessed it, for ARC. Now, you may notice a difference in that EARC allows uncompressed 5.1 and 7.1 audio but it also requires an HDMI with Ethernet cable to achieve its full functionality. Now, eARC will fall back to ARC if it has to, so there's no harm in at least trying for the newer standard and letting it revert to the older one if it needs to. Now, as always, everything will play a part. The media, the hardware, the cable, and your ears. So you may not notice the difference, but why not for the better one anyway and see if you do? Yeah, there you go. I I think you should give it a shot and let us know if you, in fact, notice a difference. Or not. Intotomorrow.com. We hope you visit. We hope you sign up for our free podcasts and our free weekly tech newsletter. Again, at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app, available in your app store, or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility.